false teachers are going to be among them. Teaching what? What do teachers teach? Doctrine. The Bible says that they're going to be teaching doctrine of devils. Really? Out in the street? Or in the house of God? It's definitely not going to be in the street. This is why you have to have discernment. This is why you have to know him. Jesus, my God. Welcome, y'all. How y'all doing back there? That Quran back then. Sam, how y'all doing? Brothers? They don't be calling them out. Oh, man. God called them out. If God called them out, I can call them out. Amen? It's awesome. Welcome, welcome, y'all, to Walker Ministries. Oh, man, you... Just, you just got to be in a place where God is. Amen. It's like, it's like the teachings that y'all know I've been teaching on Friday. It's like the, the church is going on, but it won't let God in. The church is going on, but they won't let God in. How you have church without God? His presence is here. His anointing is here. That means his healing is here. That means his prosperity is here. That means his way is here. Yeah, He's going to anoint the teacher today, and I just believe that it's going to be a life-changing um, service uh, sermon, I should say. It's going to take root. I'm not going to pray that it don't. I'm praying. I'm already know that it's going to take root in your heart. Amen. And I pray protection over that the enemy doesn't come and rob. I want you to have fertile ground in your heart. This is where the word of God is sown at. It ain't sown in your mind. It's sown, and it ain't sown in your soul. It's sown in your heart. Amen. So I just pray protection over the day so we can get some good, good <laughs> teaching in here. Amen? Amen? All right. Glory to God. So you won't be led astray. Welcome to Walker Ministry. Woo! <laughs> Thank you <laughs> for that. One new man, Jew and Amen. Gentile. Bible study-based ministry. Um, Y'all want to learn? Always, right? we can ask questions, make comments or statements, uh, engage into the teaching. Uh, God has given me. Uh, our last Sunday, we we're teaching on what? Anybody know? Okay. Remnant church rapture ready. That's what we're teaching Remnant on Passover, but that was a day that's known to most Christians as Easter, but. For those mm -hmm. who are Bible students, uh, last Sunday was Passover. And just uh, after teaching that type of uh, topic, the remnant church, first of all, we need to make certain that we were a part of, we are a part of the remnant church. And then <coughs> what are some things that we need to make sure that we're doing to maintain that we will be a part of the rapture church? And and doing so, I I don't know about you, but... What do you think about church? Oh, this is going to be good. Holy Spirit didn't give me that. I just, I mean, Holy Spirit didn't give me that until just now. <laughs> so he kind of threw me off because that's what I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> so what do you think about church? Your experience with church. I want at least a good five so uh, because it's going to help with mm. the topic and I'm going to give you the topic now the topic of the message today is halt between two opinions 
halt between two opinions. You got me. You need four more people. Mm -hmm. I would everybody didn't had experience. Yeah, come on now. All right. Uh, okay, Al. Oh, no, okay. Yes. Um, prior to you, I found <laughs> it very soulish. Okay. And based on emotions. Mm -hmm. Soulish and emotion prior to walk ministry. Wow. Anybody else? Tradition. Okay. Anybody else? <laughs> Shawnee? Uh, routine. Routine. Mm. Wow. Traditional routine. Brilliant. Wow. Empty and fancy. Empty mm. and fancy. Mm -hmm. Peaches? Uh, lacking in truth. Lacking truth. Mm -hmm. We're talking about church today. How the Christians feel about the past experience about church. Scattered. Scattered. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Two faces. We have used a <laughs> we have used a street term. Two faces. <laughs> Of the living God. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Okay, Mom. Oh. More. Oh. Feel. See, Mom, you with me on that one. More quantity I'm with you on that one right More with uh, the goal of filling the chairs of the church than filling the people that's in the chair. Filling, Amen. Filling them with truth. Great. Amen. That was really that's good. That's good. Misleading and misrepresentation, really, of God. That's good. Uh oh, we got. That's we so serious. Huh? Gabby. Predictable. Mm. Predictable. Oh God. Wow. The Isn't church it? of the living God? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still. I'm still. I'm still. That means. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, I just thought going to church was just being in heaven. It wasn't reliable. Wow. Just, mm. just sitting in there. It wasn't really doing anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just going there would get you in. Yep. And people don't realize just saying the sin of prayer don't get you in either. Wow. Good. Uh, hold on. It's just saying the sin of prayer don't get you in. It, don't, that, don't that put a little bit of, make you do a little double check on your ID when you go before the God? Make sure. Just because you got a lot of people who who go to church and, and not even born again. The Bible said you must be born again. That means there's going to be a profound, did y'all hear the D at the end? A profound change in you. There's going to be a real conversion. You're going to leave the kingdom of darkness and you're going to enter in to the kingdom of light. It's like that little switch in your DNA going to click on. Click. See, this is how he know. Because you can go to church and you can do all the, everything y'all said is real sad. Everything y'all said is real sad. Yeah, because it really is the true reflection of the body of Christ, the majority of it. Uh, we are saying that the body of Christ are two-faced. We're saying that the body of Christ are predictable. Mm. And the predictable is not predictable in a positive way, I take it. The predictable mm. is that you can expect that they quote the word, but they don't live the word. I think that predictable is a long list of things when you, you think about the church. That's why 
when people who are not saved, it's hard to draw them to Christ because you're walking in darkness yourself. Yep. And we want to compromise and do a lot of things of the world and still say that we're Christians. Can I just add mm -hmm. one thing that we see? This is what, and I love her, I like Mel's question that she um, proposed to you. But what, what is missing is that you don't realize that you are the church. Mm-hmm. You think it's the building. I mean, this is what we do. You are the church. So all these things that you are talking about, it ain't the building, it's the people. Right. Mm -hmm. Two-faced, predictable. Mom, what was that one you said? Quantitative. You judging my church better than yours because I got 20,000 people who don't love nobody. <laughs> <laughs> but I got, give me, give me 20 people, and you can change the, 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 the destination of this world. Who really believe Jesus only had twelve, and look where you look. Look at you. You are offspring from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, twelve people. But look, so you got twenty thousand people in one sitting. Don't nobody. Don't nobody. One even know God or got the Holy Spirit. He trying to get into you. He, you won't let him in. Something wrong with that picture, don't y'all think? Go ahead and teach. Wow. <laughs> um, you know, that, I mean, that really hit, I mean, hit me because that I wasn't going to say that. Uh, so you can just tell how Holy Spirit takes over. He really enters that. And he really, because he really wants to know how to get us out of this place of being churched. Mm. Because we have redefined what church really is. Uh, church is the body supposed to be the body of Christ, those that are called by his name. That's the church, Amen. not a facility. But we are overtaken by, the, by a facility or by the enticing word that a leader may be preaching or teaching, which you don't get that much teaching, but preaching. And so we kind of just go out of routine to feel morally good, and we continue to live in our same type of life. But God, he's a God of definitely of love, but he's a God of judgment. And um, for some reason, he has placed in my spirit a, a spirit of bringing correction to the body of Christ. Um, it's like when you, you it's your just like a student, you, you're doing something wrong. Your teacher. And it would be crazy for me not to <laughs> say, because you keep getting this same problem wrong. Why wouldn't I say something to you about... Look, let's look at this and why you keep getting the same wrong problem. Obviously, because you keep doing the same wrong things. And so there's a lot of wrong things that the body of Christ is doing, and we need to really um, be aware of that. First of all, I want us to force ourselves to be awake. I'm, a, I'm really about listening because, again, when we go to church, the normal thing is that, you know, because it's routine, it's almost routine to nod off. <laughs> Because you're not at the club, you're not at one of your favorite movies, uh, you're, you're not on your date, but you should be on your date because you, you're with the one that you love the most. Okay? So, unfortunately, if you can kind of put him in a very special place right now in your heart, you'll be able to receive and grab the word of God. Amen. Amen. Because if, if not, um, you're just going to be hearing and when you just hear things, you don't change. You have to listen. And listen means to 
hear it with a very intent to obey and to comply to the word of God. Amen. Be all the same if you were in a, and this is a classroom setting that you are paying to go to college. But the good thing about this, you don't have to pay. Well, the only thing that you have to pay is to give your life and give your life to hear, to receive the word so they can really have eternal life. Amen. Amen. That's not going to cost you any monetary value. So uh, force yourself to leave at home what was ever there, what needs to be there. Force yourself to shut down those thoughts of I'm hungry, I'm <laughs> tired. Um, because these are, these are listening barriers. Yeah. My major is communication, so I, I, I have to always kind of do this when I talk to people because it's always something. It could be the chair. Or it, it could be someone sitting a little too close to you. I feel uncomfortable. Well, this is the time to go ahead and move your chair, move you out into another chair. This is the time to, for you really get in a good position to hear what God is saying today. Amen? Amen. Amen. Everybody's spirit right, nobody's spirit wrong. I don't need to move. Any no. questions? Any questions? <laughs> <laughs> Any questions? <laughs> we ready to receive? We're ready to, to dig in. Um, the topic, once again, is halt between two opinions. Do you even find yourself today, and just the word halt means obviously to stop, but not only to stop, but it means also to to really be double-minded. You're not sure mm -hmm. about what you do. So you, you pause. There's an interruption when you halt because it's, you're trying to consider something. You're trying to consider one thing or the other. Mm -hmm. And are you in a place in your life right now, are you trying to consider one thing or the other? Are we? Anybody? Do I serve God or I don't? <laughs> <laughs> but it could be anything. It could be any anything that you were you know, has brought you to a place of almost uh, complete um, stagnation. Mm. And the yeah. reason that I'm going to, I'm talking about this topic really is because God really wants us to examine our hearts. Mm. He wants us to examine our hearts because he wants our whole heart. Amen. This is the main issue with a Christian is that we refuse to give him our whole heart. He desires that. He needs that. That's the only way he can really work in your life, if you give him your whole heart. Mm. God in the gods want your heart. The gods of this world want Lord your Jesus. heart. Mm -hmm. The things that you have created and made to be gods in your life wants to be on the throne of your heart. Whether it's finances, materialistic things, they, they become, you create, you create gods yourself. Small g, you create these gods. And then they take the throne of your heart. You actually dethrone God, mm -hmm. and now you allow the liturgies, gods, to take over your heart. It could be your family. It could be a child. It could be a spouse. Career. A career. Promotion. Your past. A house. Because if anything that overtakes you and is, is your main purpose and drive in living, you are worshiping that. And that has the throne of your heart. Mm. Are you worried about anything? What you're worried about. 
You've created a God. Mm -hmm. Okay, before we go all into these different types of God, I'm going to talk a little bit more while we're, we're doing this. Um, we want, God wants to examine, uh-huh. I have a question. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. You said that if it's something that you worry about, mm -hmm. you made it a mm -hmm. God in your heart. Mm -hmm. You create gods. Mm -hmm. How does that work? We'll get there. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Like I said, God wants to uh, examine our hearts to find out where our allegiance lies. Where does your allegiance lie? Is it with your friends? Where does your allegiance lie? Is it with your family? Is it with the people that get on your nerves the most? You, I mean, you say, I don't have any allegiance with that. Yes, you do, because you're consumed by that. Wow. <laughs> you are absorbed by the people that get on your nerves the most. That's where your allegiance is. Uh-oh. <laughs> so he wants to know where does your allegiance lies, and also where is your glory directed? Because you're giving something or someone his glory. He said he won't go share it. He's earnestly <laughs> yearning to consume your entire heart. However, Christians are choosing their gods, and they're also bringing them their offerings. Mm. Mm. Uh -oh. We are, we're talking about Christians. We're not talking about the world. world. Christians are choosing their gods. These gods don't even choose them. They choose the gods. And then he said, you are giving them an offering. And at the end of the day, you know what that offering is? Not a rhetorical question. Anybody want to know? Your mind, your heart, your body. Yourself. <coughs> You're giving the gods yourself as offering. Temple. You offer yourself. You to the you gods of this world. And we're going to break down all break these different gods. They like, what? You didn't get that, what? <laughs> However, God, he clearly expresses his distaste and declare his judgment upon those who dethrone him mm. and bow down to these other gods. He clearly expresses his distaste and he declares his judgment upon those who dethrone him and worship other gods. Okay. We ought to really consider ourselves beyond the measure of mercy because when it came to the, the people in the Bible, when they actually would worship other gods, this was a criminal offense. To God. To God. These people died. Anytime you worship any other god, your judgment was death. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's the, it's the first commandment, and God, he actually warned us against this, of idolatry. With the idol. Idol. Idolatry. And we're going to go to Exodus 20. This is the foundation scripture. 
three five. And as Al is going there, I'm just gonna give you a smaller overview of idolatry. Is there anything in the heart that comes ahead of the love and devotion of God? Is actually image worship or divine honor paid to any created object? Image that is worship or divine honor paid to any created object or person. Exodus 20, verse 3 through 5. Actually, you can go 1 to 5. Go ahead. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. <laughs> thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Mm. So what do we think he's saying here? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah? I just found something interesting I just saw this in verse 5 where he said he would visit iniquity of fathers upon the children third and fourth generation of them that hate me mm -hmm. which means that God equates idolatry mm -hmm. with hating him mm -hmm. yeah. and that, yep. was, that was that's really stood out mm -hmm. to me I never saw that mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. you shall have no other gods before me no other gods I guess we got to talk about these other gods first. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the, mm. these other gods. Um, gods could be images. An image. You see when people decide they just want to get a tattoo. Uh oh. Of an eagle. Or it could be a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> and. <laughs> Flaming fire. Go ahead. And you decide you want to get that. Not only are you so infatuated with the butterfly, but the expression of the butterfly and the life of the butterfly. And you're kind of consumed with the butterfly. And so you get it tattooed on you. You have it on your car. You get the sticker. You have this. You have that. Everything that ties back to the butterfly. This thing has consumed you. You are, you, your purpose, and you're driven by the butterfly, an image. And it has your heart. Because when you think about the butterfly, how do you feel? Makes you happy. It's so, it makes you so happy you put it on your body. <laughs> <laughs> you had it engraved permanently in your skin. Yeah. <laughs> I would have used a dragon, but she used it. I use a butterfly because I know someone really loves a butterfly in here. <laughs> 
And so is any anything that you put above God that's in your heart. So it's not like he didn't create creation for us to enjoy. It is for you to enjoy it. To enjoy looking at the animals and anything else in the world. He's given to you for that pleasure. But when the gift that he's given you, creation for you to really experience it, but when that becomes greater than a creator, then you are in idolatry. You're worshiping an image. People be like, oh, that's too much. I mean, for real. That's what they say. Yeah, yeah, because I'm like, for real, why do you have all these poo teddy bears? I mean, th- don't you think it's strange when she's somebody with all these bears, you got more than 100 of them, and you're still collecting, and, and then everything about them, when you, you know, just bring up the word poo, the person just light up because it's poo. That, I mean, a, a stuffed animal has your heart. We're not making this one up, y'all. <laughs> I know someone who yeah. really loves poop. Um, I mean, we, we got these little characters, even with our kids. It's something that they're really overtaken with. And we have to watch out for that. What is that is that really has your child heart or your heart? Is it for men? Is it sport? Has we, have we given our heart over to sports? Is that our God? Have we dethroned God? For the gods of sport. Mm-hmm. And we bow down. This is serious. Like this. this is why you have no place for God in your heart. It's no way, you know, a man, he's married, he said, you know, he, he, he having an affair on his wife, but he come back and tell about, but you know, I, I love you. I, there's no way you can hold two people in your mm-hmm. heart like that. Mm-hmm. In that same place. Because you can, I can love my husband, love my children, but there's a difference because that's my husband mm-hmm. and it's my children. But when you can't love, you know, your spouse and another person and in that same position. A boyfriend. It's, it's in a different way. <laughs> but you say that you do. And this is what we're trying to do with God. We're trying to say that we love him in the gods that we have created. Mm-hmm. That's so good because you, you remember. Uh, but we're not saying that we love these gods, but we do. Mm-hmm. I'm just making that clear. Go ahead. Remember, was it Rachel uh, mm-hmm. that married uh, mm-hmm. was, uh, Jacob, right? Jacob, yep. And, you know, he had other wives. Mm-hmm. And he had his sister, her, even her sister. Mm-hmm. But the Bible says that he loved her. Mm-hmm. So you only look. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you have mm-hmm. more than one. Mm-hmm. Or David had more than one wives and all these kind of mm-hmm. He said, but he loved this one. He loved my sheep. See mm-hmm. here, the one you really, you only can, no. one. you can't yeah. serve two, you can't have two gods. Yeah. You can't love God, mm-hmm. you know, and money at the same time. You can't right. do it. Yeah, you're going to either love one or the you other. You love one or you hate one and despise the other. Mm-hmm. Concerning adultery. So, it's the, the things that disappoint you can be adultery. These are things that you create. They're like, no way. What you complain about the most. <laughs> you know why? Again, because it consumes you. Y'all allow. It consumes you. Anything that, and he is a burning fire and he wants to consume you, but you have something else consuming your heart. 
This is a hard one, ain't it, y'all? This is a hard teaching right here. Where do you, where do you make your financial sacrifices? Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Is it in your weave? <laughs> I mean, I mean, we do make some financial sacrifices. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's some things, uh, for certain people, it's their car, okay. you know, and then you come out, you step back, look at the car again, and or the clue. yeah, that's you, I mean, you t- for real, you're talking to the car, <laughs> you looking good, what, and uh, you get in the car, all right, all right, we're going to be even there. you're joking now. But we, we have, do we develop relationship with these inanimate objects, we and they're real deep relationships, too. What's that show we watch? What's that show we watch? Strange Addiction. With his car. Yeah. So All right. it's true because he made okay. the car to be a god. So we are making some financial sacrifices somewhere. Where are you making them? Is it in food? Mm. Clothes. Clothes. <laughs> Think about it. It's somewhere. But then we try to justify it. But I love to read books. What's wrong with reading books? <laughs> Wait a minute. You, every week, you got to keep getting a new book? Something's wrong with that. Did you read all the ones that you have? <laughs> nope. Think about it. It's, it's something where, wherever there's obsession, adultery is involved because you're obsessed with this. So think about your life. What, what are you obsessed with? Mm-hmm. What's the difference between passion and obsession? Passion. Mm-hmm. But they both gonna, I'm going to let you know that they're both going to work for you or against you, depending on what your obsession and your passion is. Passion is obviously what drives you. That's your, that's your drive. That's your driving force, passion. It drives you. Passion drives you when you, you're tired. Passion drives you when, you know, I don't even mm. have the money. When everything mm-hmm. is still not right in my life, but my passion for whatever this is, it drives me and yep. it, it brings where, wherever I don't have, um, is lacking in my life, I think it, nothing matters because my passion overtake me for whatever that particular thing or person is. I don't think you can be too passionate. No, you I just... I think obsession, you can. No, no they're separate words. Yeah. Because that drives you into, uh, it pulls you... From uh, it pulls you out of balance. It pulls you out of balance. So when you're o- overly obsessed with something, like let's just take the obsession compulsion. D- just just look at that. They're obsessed with cleaning. It overtakes their life. You, 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 they're not passionate about it. As a matter of fact, they want to stop. They can't. It's not even good to be obsessed with God because if you're obsessed with Him. And the natural things that has to be done, you can't do it because I, no, I, I got to get need to Bible I, twenty-four hours a day. Yeah, I got I got to get to church. You you I told you, uh, you know not in appropriate times. Mm-hmm. You you sharing the scripture with folks. They they trying to go get some lunch. Can you just talk to me later? You know. So it brings you out of balance. It, if you are obsessed, not just you got a zeal. You can throw the word zeal in there too, but it's it it'll throw you out of balance when it's when it's just overly. Yes. Fifth thing you had something too, right? 